Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Welcome to episode number 17 of the Real Life Business Podcast on what is a very dull, wet and grey day here in Goobaganja in New South Wales. This week, I am chatting to Stephanie Mania, who is a chartered accountant and founder of Penny School, where she educates her clients on their finances so they can focus more time and effort on doing what they love and what they went into business for in the first place. Through this conversation, we chat about how easy it is to be pulled off track when we have our own business and how it therefore becomes really important to have a crystal clear vision of what it is that we're aiming to achieve. We also talk about listening to the clues and cues from our body and creating space for us to effectively operate both as a human being and as a business owner. I'm really looking forward to hearing your takeaways from this conversation. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me today. I might add at this point that this episode is going live on your birthday. So happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) We heard in the introduction that you're a chartered accountant by profession. Maybe, um, maybe let's start off. Can you share a bit of your journey of how you, um, how how Penny School came to be? Thanks so much for having me. Um, Absolutely, we can. Uh, So I did the traditional accounting sort of role as in I finished school, I started a apprenticeship in an accounting firm, just was really good at so. I just kept on doing it. So I did uni, I worked in accounting firms, a few different ones, um, but it never quite sat that well with me. Mm. So there was just always a little of something missing and I just knew that it didn't quite work. Like the way that the accounting firm environment sort of was, I guess it's more culture, was run. It just didn't, yeah, sort of relate to my personality and the way that I like to work. In saying that, I didn't know what was the answer to it either. Um, so it kept on sort of, I kept on pushing against that and it sort of got worse and worse. And I actually ended up having a, a um, breakdown. Oh, um, and when that happened, it was a real eye opener in that I had to stop doing what I was doing and do something differently. So I went out on my own mm. and I decided that it was time for me to create the accounting firm that I wanted to work in. And I wanted it to be really, um, well aligned with my values the way that I like to work and things like, you know, when I say the way that I like to work, I love to, you know, get really busy and work really hard, but I also need to stop. And sometimes in the mornings, you know, go in late or, you know, spend more time on my morning routine or whatever that thing might be to make sure that I, um, you know, have really good mental and physical health. 100%. Yeah. So that's sort of where it started from. It was a bit of a, push, I guess, from the universe is how I like to look at it, was saying, you know, stop keeping on doing these same things. Otherwise, it's just going to get worse and worse. And so having that push made me really look at it and reevaluate where I wanted to be and how I was going to get there. Mm. Um, But of course, it was very easy to get off track myself as well. So in the early days, I was very clear on being like, I'm creating this accounting firm that's going to work with my needs and the way that I like to work with the people that I like to work with. And then, you know, within two months, I was back on this track of 
create recreating all of these firms that I have been working for for many years. So it's so easy that treadmill, isn't it? You know, my accounting background as well. I can understand one hundred percent that transactional treadmill of just over repeat, repeat, repeat over and over again. Mm. And it's it'll be a very easy path to fall down, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really was. And having lots of people around you, and I think that lots of people can relate to this when you start a business. When you're doing something a bit differently, people are scared on your behalf. And don't get me wrong, I was scared enough as it was, but then I had a few people around me saying, yeah, but like this method has worked. It's worked for such a long time. And I'm like, oh, you're right. It has Mm. worked for such a long time. What am I doing? Why am I going on this other path? But, you know, the first path was the right path because that is now (laughs) what I'm doing. So, And it feels so much more incredible to just be true to yourself and um, just really embrace who you are in the face of business as well it's not about not being a professional it's just about being you in your core and bringing that to work as well this that's a really interesting thing you said and it's something that's come up through a lot of these conversations actually it's definitely one of the recurring themes that you know there's so many people have started something and then realize okay I'm I'm doing what the traditional sort of societal norm tells me I should do and I don't like that. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't align with with me and I'm going to go out and do something else. But it, it sometimes it takes a um, a trigger event, doesn't it, to make us see that sometimes. And for you, it sounds like it was a pretty major one in a breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, it, you know, it happens for all of us. It's just some people are better at listening than others. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously I wasn't doing a good job of listening. Um, but, yeah, I think that, you know, it's just such a more, uh, such a more enjoyable experience to be coming at whatever you're doing, whether it is work, whether it's, you know, something to do with family or friends, just when you're being your true self, because you're just relaxed, you know, you're in a nice space of Mm. allowing yourself to be who you are. Yeah. And there's a lot of extra weight that comes off your shoulders too, doesn't it? Because you're not, constantly playing this game of oh what what should I be posting what's the right thing to do and how should I be speaking and what should I be doing and what's that person doing and what's that person doing it's really easy to compare ourselves isn't it and and make us out to be something we're not so if we let go of all of that that's huge there's a massive weight lifted that's actually really really well put I think Claire um I was just thinking about myself in that process of you know when I was doing my social media and my little uh, journey I guess through that and when I did shed all of that um, I'm trying to be something specific and just was like you know what I'm just going to be me and it's just too bad what everybody else thinks mm-hmm. it was that sigh of relief of just going you know I'm just actually posting today about something that is important to me and it might be that I'm you know sort of changing things up from a I guess a problem I'm having in my business that might be in a different area and turning that into similar problem that clients might have when it comes to accounting and bookkeeping Mm. um, or whether it's just talking about like being in business and what that's like and just being real it just it is it's a sigh of relief absolutely I know I felt that before as well I think especially for me going from accounting and being an employee and working full-time for someone to then suddenly being in this coaching world which is 
there are so many people in the, in this coaching space, you know, um, very high profile entrepreneurs through to, you know, everyday people like me and everyone goes about it slightly differently. And I know certainly in the early days, one minute I was like, oh, I should be doing things like that. And then I should be doing things like that. And you get so overwhelmed and it, it it's a it's it's a really horrible place to be, isn't it? Because like, what the hell am I doing this for? I should just go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And it's also a bit like, oh, what if everybody else sees me doing this and you know I don't make it and I look like an idiot kind of feeling. Yeah, that's massive, isn't it? I know that's mm. something we've sort of spoken about previously that fear of what people will think of us and you alluded to it before when people commented and said well this way's worked why would you do it any differently and we can be really swayed by the things that people say can't we definitely and especially if those things come from people that we respect or we've been admiring for a while or you know that are close to us all of these people and people that know us as well so I think it's a lot harder to get out of that um, mold when you're around a lot of people who know you really well because they're expecting you to do certain things rather than um, getting out and changing things up a bit. Yeah, yeah. And something else that I've certainly discovered or noticed through my journey as well is that as I've grown, and this is going to sound, well, it's I'm, I'm saying it how it is. It's going to sound how it sounds to whoever listens to it. But as I've grown, I feel like I have, I have changed and some people around me haven't and have tried to um, not consciously pull me back, but almost pull me back. And it, mm. it, it can be quite, it can take quite a lot of courage and strength, can't it, to go, no, this is the path I'm on now. This is, this is my voice. This is the journey I'm taking, like it or lump it, essentially. Yeah, definitely. It does take some courage. And um, I guess, there's an element of being afraid of losing those people as well. And I mm. find that I haven't lost anybody. Um, I'm not, our relationships are different, definitely. Um, yeah. But it's not that I've lost anybody. It's just changed a little bit. The dynamics have changed and, you know, the amount of support and the different people that I go to for certain different things have changed. Yeah. Um, but those people are still there. So it's not about yeah. losing friends. It's just about, um, I guess rejigging things so that you've got the right people giving the encouragement that you need. I was thinking about that with ideas the other day that, um, you know, when you have a brand new idea, you can, and this is kind of similar with the business, when you're starting a new business, it's really important, I think, to nurture it and only let in the people that are going to be supportive for a while mm. um, because you know that they're going to just allow you to be open and change and be flexible and encourage that rather than letting everybody in because you'll get a lot of that um, negativity as well or why don't you change it to this or do that or things like that, which I think all of those things are really important later on when you're really certain in your idea and you're confident. But until you get to that point, I think it's really important to sort of just nurture it and give it a little bit of protection. So uh, that's what uh, I would do if I was starting my business again. Oh, I hear you 100%. And, and I absolutely agree in, in as much as I, I haven't lost people either, but the conversations I have with different people are different. And exactly like you say, like there are people who, you know, you, you I wouldn't have a certain conversation with anymore. And, and that's okay. Yeah. It's like, I've learned, okay, well, there's a, there's a boundary maybe I've got to put up there. I won't talk about that with you kind of thing. And I'll talk about it with this person or this support group or this coach or whatever it might be. And I think, you know, that's another recurring theme that's really come through. I think every single one of these episodes is having 
a really good close support network around us is imperative in business, isn't it? Definitely. And also making sure that those, that sort of support network are people doing the same thing as you, maybe not in the same, in the same industry, but you know, they're out there, they're trying to start their businesses and things. I think having those people around has really changed my journey and it's felt a lot more supported and a lot less isolated as well. Yeah, because it can be isolating, can't it? Even in a in a business where we're okay, we might be working from home, but we've got a lot of client calls or a lot of interaction with with clients, and we can be talking all day. Yet it can still feel like we're alone and completely isolated, and no one understands. So that's another reason why it's so important to have those people around us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you said you um you started your business you went out on your own you started your business and you realized that you were tracking down that same path you were repeating history essentially working for yourself but essentially following that same path how did you then shift that and and bring that alignment to you to that authentic voice that you now share I sort of just pulled everything back as much as I could um and So I'd been lucky enough to have some clients referred to me from my previous firm um, and I just sort of pulled back a bit from those and there, you know, a couple of them, the projects ended. So it was a natural progression. Um, And so I just kind of, I took a step back um, and I actually didn't do a huge amount of work for six months. I sort of just did enough that I needed to get by. Um, And I spent a lot of time being like, what the hell do you want to do? What is it? Um, what is wrong with where you're at and what's going to make it better. And so I took that time and I really allowed myself the space to be lost um, Mm -hmm. and enjoy that sort of lost feeling, I guess, in a way. Like I didn't completely enjoy it, don't get me wrong. But (laughs) it was also like... That's so philosophical looking back, doesn't it, at the time? You were probably like, what the... <laughs> it's exactly what I was doing, but at the same time, being like, no, 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 just work on yourself. You know, spend time. Make sure you're doing yoga. Make sure you're meditating. Like, make sure those are your priorities. Yeah. Um, and then what is right will come to you, and that's exactly what happened. So I was, um, I was sort of in a space where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give up on accounting. I've tried everything. I had a couple of jobs that I enjoyed, but it's just not working for me. So let's just find something else to do. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I thought, oh, hang on a second. The one thing I haven't done is that sort of virtual CFO kind of a role. Yeah. And I put it out there a little bit, you know, in the world that that was something that I wanted to do. And then it was just before Christmas that I was looking for some new clients or even for a a, um, employment position. Um, And, yeah, so it was just before Christmas and I'd been for an interview at one place and I thought, oh, maybe I'll get that job and that's what I'm going to do. But then I just had this feeling that it wasn't the right time to be making these decisions. It was because, like I said, it was just before Christmas. So it was like Mm. six weeks before Christmas or something and I was like, nothing's going to happen before Christmas, so just let go of it and you're going to worry about this the first week that everybody goes back to work. (laughs) Literally on the day that everybody went back to work. I got a phone call from an ex, like one of the guys I used to work for. And he was like, Hey, I've got this client that, you know, really needs somebody like you to help them. And it was the perfect position. So it, um, yeah, just worked really well because it was a full-time role at the time. And I've sort of worked it backwards so that now, you know, I work with them maybe a couple of days a week Mm -hmm. and it's, 
it was the perfect role to sort of set me up for where I was going now. Um, yeah. So it was just one of those sort of, it felt like a bit of a divine intervention of I'm just going to sit back and allow whatever is meant to come to me, come to me. And it was the perfect thing. I love that. It's, I, I have learned, or let me, let me reframe that. I am learning to, and this is going to sound quite spiritual, but to really trust in the universe because mm. we can't control anything really other than our attitude to what goes on around us and how we react to it. Can we? And, and I have always wanted control. I've always wanted to feel like I know where my money's coming from. I know what's coming up work-wise, you know, control. And so that was something I had to overcome personally going into business for myself as a starting point. But yeah, something I've learned particularly over the last 18 months with um, this region going through bushfires and then the whole world going through COVID is that if, if we just let go and just let happen what's going to happen, it is funny how things work out, isn't it? But it that takes a hell of a lot of courage as well and faith. It does. That's a, it is really tough, definitely, especially in the moment afterwards. You're like, it was the best thing I ever did. Why? What do you mean it wasn't that hard? And then you look back and you're like, actually, I remember it being excruciating, being like, oh, my gosh, I can't handle not knowing anymore. Give me a sign. Tell me something. Help me out, please. Um but when you do relax into it and just allow it to happen, and it's not about, I think, being um, just completely complacent either. I think it's about, you know, having an intention, doing some action towards it, but not getting so caught up in the outcome, on in that specific outcome, you know. So in that circumstance of my, you know, looking for new work and trying out this different avenue that I hadn't, it was I'd put the word out, I'd told people that, I knew would be able to help me with those things. Mm. I, you know, was actively looking at different options and, you know, different places where I could find that kind of work, but I wasn't going, it has to happen today and it has to be here and it has to, you know, look like this specifically. It was just where I went, I've done my work now. Now the rest is up to other people to do the work for me. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really valid clarification in as much as we can't just sit back and assume everything's just going to be handed to us on a platter that's Mm. just life doesn't work like that we need to take responsibility and this is something that I was talking to a client about oh just the other day about actively um proactively making decisions that move us in the direction we we want to go rather than just sitting back letting life happen and then reacting to it and then thinking well shit this isn't fair like why does this always happen to me how how am I ever going to get there where I want to go over there because I'm stuck here all the time dealing with this stuff that happens and Mm. That's a very easy um, mindset to slip into and to, 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 to switch that to, okay, well, I want to be over there. How can I be over there? What can I be starting to do? Like, exactly like you said, who can I talk to? How can I get it out there that that's where I want to be? And just start moving in that direction and then opportunities come to us. Mm, don't they? Exactly. And I guess looking out for the clues is another good one too. Yeah. On that. I had some like I wasn't that successful in some marketing choices I made earlier in, well, earlier in the year and sort of towards last, the end of last year. And after that all ended and I spent a lot of money on it, I went, you know what, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> um, I need to change that up and I need to just, I'm not exactly sure what I need, but I'm just going to try and do as much work on it as possible myself. 
but at the same time I know that I need help um and then just in the last couple of weeks I've had you know somebody come to me and say you know there's this course that I'm doing it's half price at the moment because it's the first time I'm running it you know it's really small classes lots of one-on-one time and then I had a mentor hour with somebody from she mentors and she was like oh there's all these government initiatives around getting help with your marketing so you can get like eight hours of free time so you know my that all came from the initial thought of I do need help from someone mm-hmm. I don't know who it is and I'm not investing a huge amount of money again yeah um, and then just going right where could those po- people possibly be and keeping my eyes and ears open basically and it feels like they were all just sort of put in my lap a little bit so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fun- nice. it is funny isn't it because I sometimes sit back and I think of I, I look back on my journey of life not not not, not only in career and business and it, it can it could look I think to someone looking in, wow, you know, she's just so lucky. She has all these opportunities just thrust in her lap. Um, Isn't she privileged? You know, it's all right for her. And I think, you know, that is that it could be fair to some extent, but exactly like you said, things don't just fall in our lap, do they? Like we've got to put in a bit of work. You've got to have the intent. You've got to be doing something proactive, taking responsibility for moving forward, haven't you? And then it's seeing those opportunities and deciding to act on them. Yeah, exactly. And being open to other options as well, I think is another thing. Mm. I um, actually just had that happen to me over the weekend. I was spent some time with my sisters and brothers-in-law and it was really lovely. And at one point, one of my brother-in-law, we had a big chat about my business and where I was going next. And he asked some questions that um, definitely needed thought on. And I'd certainly thought about them, but I guess it was a little bit more, you know, a bit more challenging to answer him because it was questions that I knew I needed to be able to answer easily. But it was actually a really good, because I guess it was me getting out of a habit is where I'm trying to go with this. So mm-hmm. in the past, if there was anything challenging, especially to do with my business, I'd just protect it and cover it up and be like, nope, this is my stuff. I'll deal with it. I know how to run a business. I'm fine. Yeah. Rather than just being like, I'm going to have this conversation and not feel like somebody's judging me or criticizing me for this. And I had the conversation. It was actually really, really good. Um It made me really weigh up some more options and think it through on a more logical level and come up with some better, I guess, just more things to explore really Mm -hmm. on it. And I think that one's a really important thing too, to be open to listening when other people, because it was a bit of a random conversation. Like I don't really quite know where we, how we got onto talking about my business. It's not (laughs) something I talk about a lot um, with them. So it was a bit of outside of the ordinary. So it was, yeah, it was like, you know, following that little bit of a trail to get to this end result of now feeling like I'm a lot more confident in this decision I'm about to make. So, mm. yeah. I think that's a really valid point as well. Like we can be we can be very sure of our own path and our own way of thinking and things like that. But sometimes, and this is a lesson that I'm, I'm trying to get through to my 11-year-old at the moment is differing perspectives and looking at things from a different angle and you know not being so blinkered in that my way is 100% right and I have said this a couple of times on these episodes if my husband was listening to this episode he'll probably be chuckling in his seat because you know I, I, I know that a lot of my son's 
pig-headed determination comes from me. (laughs) (laughs) It can be really, really valuable, even Mm. though it can be challenging to have someone with a different perspective come in Mm. and talk to us about our business, kind of, even if it's, even if, like you just said, it's just a few challenging questions that deep down we know we really need to think about and we can't just bury our heads in the sand. <laughs> mm. um, that's a really important exercise, isn't it, to, go, to actually face up to them and, and deal with them and work through them. Mm, definitely, absolutely. And to be confident in having those conversations at all with people that we aren't normally ready to have the conversation with I guess this is sort of when it comes to that idea thing that we spoke about earlier where Mm. you know in the early stages where it's a bit delicate you need to protect it from everybody but then after that you need to go out there and let everybody have an opinion about it so that you can actually make some really informed decisions and also understand what other people are thinking about your business or not your business specifically but you know the challenges the problems the solutions that all um, are a part of your business so yeah yeah really really valuable i guess Mm. when when we're running a um you've talked about um how you've sort of got your business now that you feel it's you know running a lot more in alignment with with you and you the authentic you and in in line with your values and how you want your business to run that i'm presuming that doesn't mean it's all a bed of roses all of the time and that every day is wonderful and and it's all happy and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, absolutely not. <laughs> so far from that. Um, it is something that is where the, the sense of alignment has really does remind me every single day that I am living my purpose, mm. which is what keeps me going every day. Yeah. It's far from a bed of roses. You know, there's like, you know, one week I'm like, it's the best thing ever. Then the next week I'm like, what the hell am I doing this? this is, you know, it's so hard and I'm never going to quite get to where I want to get to. And what am I doing? You know? Yeah. So I think, which is a natural human reaction when things go wrong, you know, sometimes it's a client's unhappy and you've got to deal with that. Or sometimes it's that you don't have enough time to get all of the things done that you want to get done. Mm. And the client that you really want to serve is at the lower end of the list, even though you desperately want to help them, you can't. Um, you know, there are times when marketing efforts fail, like I alluded to earlier, um, and you've spent lots of money on something that you thought was going to be really successful. And now you're back at the drawing blocks, you know, mm-hmm. the drawing board, not the drawing blocks. Um, <laughs> I knew what you meant. <laughs> so, and that can be really defeating, especially when you're, you know, you are aligning your business to yourself so much. It's super defeating to be like somebody, it feels like a personal rejection, mm. but it's, you know, it's about picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and getting started again because you know you're doing the, that you're living your purpose. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's it. it I hadn't really thought about it in the exact way that you just expressed it, but I th- what those words you've just said really sort of hit me here in as much as it maybe that's, you know, I'm just self-coaching myself here. Maybe that's why I can be a bit hard on myself and a bit down on myself sometimes because I feel I am, like my business is evolving all the time as yours probably would be as well. You know, as we grow as people, our business needs to grow and evolve as well. And we need to always be evolving and, and meeting the demands of the changing world around us. And sometimes when things don't go so well, like it feels 
it feels like a real kick in the guts to me. And I, and I guess like exactly like you've just said, that's because we're doing things so aligned with us personally, aren't we? And when we are a, a, a solopreneur, solopreneur, you know, we are our business and it, it does affect us personally as well, doesn't it? Mm. I was thinking um, that just sort of leads on to keep, that's something that I say a lot to my clients is that, you know, when you're a small business, you and your business aren't separate entities, like you're the same entity. And so you are just as important as your business. And that means financially, health, all of those sorts of things. Yes. You're the same thing. So, you know, sometimes we have to be a bit more gentle with ourselves. Sometimes we have to be a little bit more, um, have more boundaries in place, all different things, but they're just so interrelated that, yeah, it's hard to put a line between the two, I think. And mm. to be honest, I don't really want to. I really enjoy that they're the same. I I agree. I have to say, and sometimes when I'm you know, working on something at night or doing something on the weekends or getting up early to do something, there's a, there is a little voice in my head that is like, "What are you doing? Didn't you start your own business to, you know, to to not be working so hard and not be um, so constrained, not be so tired and feeling you have to do things?" But I don't know about you, but I don't always feel like what I'm doing is work. Like if I'm sat at the computer at ten o'clock at night or on a Sunday afternoon or. Just just now, before this call, I was thinking maybe I'll set my alarm for five tomorrow so I can do an hour of work, <laughs> you know, an hour of my stuff before I'm going on to something else. Like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily feel like a burden to me right now. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, it's something I'm definitely learning a lot about because you know when I'm doing marketing, I'm doing my social media, all that kind of stuff that's not accounting. I find it really enjoyable 90% mm. of the time I really love doing it so sometimes I might have worked for nine hours or something and then get to the end of the day and be like oh, I didn't do anything today and I'm like I'm still working on that mindset of if it's not billable time it's not work yeah um, which is just definitely not the case but yeah it is a mindset shift but then alternatively it's the same as what you say where you get up and you sit there and you do something for hours and then you look up and you're like oh wow I didn't, how could that much time have passed? And, you know, I was just so engrossed in this one thing that I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about, you, you did talk about before the, um, the importance of boundaries and the importance of when we are our business, having, um, having that differentiation, but, but not at the same time, as in like mm -hmm. we could work ourselves into the ground 24-7 if we choose to. And because we are our business, we need to take care of everything, not just our business. So our health, our relationships, our, you know, social life, our wellness. What are some of your non-negotiables? What are some of the things that you do to keep you charged up and in alignment? Mine's all about my mornings. So in the mornings, I either start with some yoga and meditation and a swim in the ocean, nice. or I start with a PT session and a swim in the ocean. Um, so it's just not negotiable for me to do that every morning. Um, I don't start work super early. I start work at about 10 o'clock and I finish later because that works really well for me. But that I basically sort of do two hours of me time in the mornings and it has absolutely changed my life. And the idea of starting a day without that now, I just actually can't even fathom what that would look like. And I can guarantee it wouldn't be pretty or useful to most people. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah, it's just a real not negotiable for me for that one. The other not negotiable is not doing client work on the weekends or at night. So I don't, well, sometimes I do it at night, so we'll take that one out. But um, I don't ever do it on the weekends. And if I want to do something, it might be, you know, some other area of my business, that's completely fine. But when it comes to accounting, I'm not doing accounting work on the weekends. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really important to have clear boundaries like that, isn't it? And as you say, mm-hmm. if it come, if it's if it's social media or um, planning, brainstorming, coming up with the next greatest idea, like that's mm. I don't know about you, but I can't I can't com- compartmentalize that. Like if I've got an idea, like I've got to roll with it. I'm one of those that have to have big pieces of paper, colorful texts, brainstorm everything, and and mm. then I'm like right, okay, I've kind of got all that out now. Now I'll deal with that next week. But if that came up on a Saturday or Sunday, I'd have to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, um, and often that's when all the good, good ideas do come up for me. Anyway, over the weekend, um, I'll mention that again, I went because when we were, I was with my sisters, we were hiking. So we went for the, not, they weren't as excited about it as me, just to clarify. But I made them go on this big all-day walk. They were like, we'll go on a two-hour walk. I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do some and do it properly. <laughs> Exactly. We walked the entire day and, you know, as we're walking in nature and stuff, I'm getting these ideas and, you know, I had a couple of realizations just from a bit of a chat I had with one sister and I had another chat with another sister and then it sort of got a bit more concrete. And then um, just the way I was able to explore it because I wasn't sitting there in front of my computer trying to find the answer. I was just going for a Mm -hmm. walk and chatting a little bit that it just sort of got, it just, it was as if it was a flower in my mind opening up and each time the petal came out, it was just, oh, yeah, that works, this works, that works, and it just sort of kept on getting better and better and better oh, and to the point analogy. where I came home on Monday and I was like, right, I've made my decision, now I just have to execute. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that analogy. That's driving for me because we're 25Ks out of town. So every time I drive into town, as if I don't have either of the boys in the car with me, because then it's <laughs> when I'm on my own in the car, that's that's the time that I could just pond, think things through and roll things mm. through in my mind. I, I love that flower opening up analogy. That's that's just awesome. Mm. It's very cool. And there's another, it's another um, reason why or another benefit for stopping, isn't it? Giving ourselves a break to actually stop and whether it be walk in nature, whether it be swim in the ocean, whether it be drive to town, whatever it is, mm-hmm. do something else other than, as you say, sitting in front of the computer getting stressed and getting worked up that we can't come up with the answer if we stop and do something else it's very often the answer just comes doesn't it it really does I think it's so important you have to have space for things to come to you if there's no space it can't get in um Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important to create that space and um that was sort of part of what I was exploring over the weekend in my mind was you know around if I want something to happen, I have to have the space for it to happen. Like I can't expect it to come to me and then me go, oh, shit, now I've got to find the room to actually be able to execute this. I have to go, here's the room I'm going to execute this in. Now allow it to come to me. That's a that's a really important distinction too, isn't it? Again, it's like what we were talking about earlier. It's being proactive, isn't it, mm-hmm. rather than sitting back and letting things happen and being reactive or then yeah complaining or yeah blaming I haven't done this because of this 
there's or this is something I talk about with clients all the time and I and I remind myself constantly all the time like there will never be a perfect time to do something if we allow it to something will always come up mm. um I remember I remember right back in the early days when I first started coaching I was um I was coaching a, a lady who, um, like an older lady with grown-up children, and she she sort of said, "I had I've spent my whole life saying, you know, as soon as the kids start school, I'll do that. As soon as the kids get to high school, I'll have time for that. As soon as the kids get, you know, and and she's just putting her realize she'd put her life on hold." all this time, like there was always something that we can put in the way. And I will always remember that conversation because um, it, it really impacted me in as much as we have to create the space for something to happen because the, the perfect time is never going to come, is it? No, exactly. And I think the other thing on, to build on that is that you don't always have to have all the time that you need. Mm. Like it's to that doing something rather than nothing. Um, is a new philosophy for me. I used to be the opposite end of the scale of going, I have to have all of the space that I need to be able to do everything, then I'll do it. But I've switched that now because it's just impossible, certainly when you're running your own business, um, to be able to do everything all at once. And it's often overwhelming. So it's more like, okay, if I have five minutes spare, I'm just going to spend five minutes on it. And that's what I'm going to do. Yes. And then see where it takes me. Because a lot of five minutes, you know, doesn't take too many five minutes to make up an hour. hundred percent. And and that's something right, right back in episode one, we had the conversation that something can seem insurmountable. And if you look at it as a whole, it can be really intimidating to the point where we stop and we just don't even bother doing it. But exactly like mm-hmm. you say, it's like, okay, well, I can't do all of that right now, but I can do five minutes of it. As you say, over time, every five minutes adds up. And before we know it, we look back and it's like, wow, I did that. Yeah. And exactly. that's really cool. Yeah. Mm. I love it. I love this. Um, I love this conversation. If, if people want to find out more about you, Penny School, what you do, the services you offer, where can they find out more? Uh, they're best to go to my website, which is stephaniemania.com or to Instagram, which is penny underscore school. They're love my it. main areas of where I'm active. So I love it. I'll post the links in the show notes to this episode as well. So that'll make it really, really easy for everybody to find you. Now, before we do go, though, I'm not going to let you get off the hook that easy. (laughs) (laughs) I have five quick, I'm calling them quick fire questions, but they're not really turning out to be too quick. So (laughs) five more questions that I'm asking of all my guests. (laughs) So are you ready to roll with that? I sure am. Cool. Okay. What are you reading at the moment? I am reading a book called The Mozart Effect by Don Campbell. Um, It's super interesting. I haven't read that much of it yet, but I am absolutely enthralled in it. It's all about music and how um, specifically Mozart, he's like a lot of the um, case studies have been on Mozart's music, but it's more about complex classical music and how that affects our brain and how music can actually help us heal our brain or our brain and the body. Um, And the whole book starts with Don having a blood clot in his brain. He has headaches for like two weeks, goes to the doctors. He's got like a three quarter inch thick blood clot in his brain and it's underneath um, a lot of bone. So surgery would be really, really invasive and really risky. Um, So he has two options. Well, he has three options, but I can never remember the third. So first option is surgery, quite intense. 
just wait it out for a couple of days and see how it goes because he's already been through a few weeks of it and then come back and maybe reassess whether or not he wants to have surgery and think about the surgery essentially. And I think the third option was just do nothing and hope for the best. Yeah. So he didn't want to get the surgery because it was too intense um, and so risky. And so he went home and over, I think, a few week period, he did some humming. So it was specifically that he was focused on that particular area of his brain and it wasn't really intense humming. It was quite light because he didn't want to disrupt it too much and cause it Mm -hmm. to go into the bloodstream, but just to dissipate slowly. Um, And some visualization as well of that area. And yeah, within a few weeks, he'd reduced the size of that blood clot to like, you know, a quarter of what it was or something. So yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's it's absolutely fascinating. And just to like, I'm a, I'm a big one for like believing that we really don't understand much about our bodies Um, and particularly if we're only focused on like traditional medicines and procedures and things like that there's there's so much we don't know about how we can heal that's that's awesome I love it Mm. definitely one to look out for (laughs) yeah it's really good what about your favorite song of all time and why I mean that's a tough one because my favorite song of all time basically changes every week and then I get obsessed (laughs) with a new song (laughs) so instead I'll tell you the song I'm currently obsessed with um, and it's called The Crowd by the Cat Empire and I'm just a big fan of Cat Empire they're a cool little band and um, yeah I sort of knew them like I first heard about them years and years ago where a guy was like they're the best listen to their CD and gave me a CD and I never listened to it for years and then I did and was like oh this is actually really good I really do like these guys yeah So yeah, I'm very much the same. I think I would, I would hate to be asked that question. I'm like, I really don't know. Some people, it's really funny. Some people like dead set have got a song. It means something. It takes them back. Um, It's, it's really clear. Others exactly like you. It's like, well, it kind of depends. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's another one. Depends on the circumstances and the people I'm with as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It is true though, isn't it? I mean, God, we just talked about the power of music being able to so um clear blood clots from our brains but music can transport us back can't it and we can anchor a time you hear a song and we're just transported straight back to that Mm. time that's pretty cool I think it is very cool yeah what Mm. about a quote that's changed your life uh well this one's actually a recent one because I started listening to this uh like motivational speech thing on um Spotify and what he talks about is commitment he says that Commitment is doing what you said you will do and never giving up and making your mind up before you start whatever it is that you're going to complete whatever it is. Mm. Um, And so that's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently in that basically if it doesn't kill me, I'm going to keep on trying because I'm going to make sure that I get to where I want to go. And that's a lot related to my business, but also personally and just that idea of the only difference between me and what I deem success in any form is whether or not I give up. That's really interesting. And I'm going to diverge from these questions just for a minute, because that's just made something else pop in my head. I'm curious to get your thoughts on at what point you you said, um, you know, as long as it doesn't kill me, I'm going to keep going. 
at what point do you think, given you know what you've gone through in your um, your journey to where you are now, at what point do we have to say, okay, well, it's not it's not killing me. I haven't got there yet, but you know what? This isn't actually serving me right now, and I need to tweak and pivot a little bit. Then keep going. How do we recognize when that time is? I think that's a constant thing that's happening in business. To be honest, um, <laughs> I'm constantly tweaking and pivoting slightly. Um, not big ones, but constantly tweaking, constantly changing it slightly and not to, in a sense of getting off the original path. So for me, I have a goal over here and it's the path that I'm getting to that goal that changes, it wiggles and, it, you know, sometimes there's a mound, sometimes there's a little roller coaster bit, but the end result goal isn't. And for me yeah. in my business, that's about um, spending more time face-to-face helping women achieve their business goals and loving what they're doing and running a really successful, financially successful business. So the more I can do that and also having a team around me, that's a big goal of mine is to have a team because I love working in a team. So that goal doesn't change. So my commitment to that is to that goal. It's not to the way that I get to that goal. It feels like it's starting to kill you. It's, it's a stop, go for that walk in nature, you know, go do some yoga, whatever that thing is for you to review and allow yourself to get away from the computer screen. It's time to get back and think about, and not like think about as in how do I solve this, but more so what's the problem here? What's the actual problem here? You know, is it, is the actual problem that I don't know about my finances and so I need to get help to understand that so I know whether or not I can get somebody to help me because what it feels like my problem is, is I'm too busy. Or is it that I don't have enough clients and I feel like I'm getting all the wrong clients. So therefore, you know, is it that I need somebody in marketing and I need to find that right person to start asking those questions about? Or is it that I'm selling a product that's a premium product, but all my marketing looks a bit more cost savvy? You know, like where is the disconnection? I think it's about, I guess probably that's more accurately saying it is, finding what's disconnected yes then finding what the solution is to that disconnection absolutely Um, yeah as long as you're committed to your end goal still if you're not committed to your end goal anymore then that's when you need to review and say is this actually the right business for me Uh, absolutely if it's a no then why like is it because you've been defeated a lot or is it because you actually don't believe in that anymore yeah. And, and to some, like, to some extent, that's okay. That's going to happen to some people, isn't it? We might, we might mm. outgrow a business idea or um, we might have a whole global pandemic that completely changes the face of the world and how we do business. And we, we have to change that end goal mm. a little bit, but I think, and this is, um, this is a really interesting point as well. And something I focus a lot on it and you've alluded to it as well. You have an end goal that actually, is quite quite flexible in as much as the the goal at the end is maybe a a state of being as opposed to having achieved something and therefore how Mm. you go about the path you go down to actually achieve that, that can change. That could change completely, but we could still end up in that same place at the end and and that's, yeah, that's cool. I like Mm. that distinction. Yeah, we totally digressed. (laughs) Yeah, we did, yeah. But it was an interesting, it was, I just, I had to, I had to pick your brain on that because I'm like, oh, that's just triggered something. (laughs) Yeah, definitely important. So tell me, what is a, um, what's a piece of software, a piece of tech or an app that you swear by that's changed how you do business? 
Uh, well, I'm a huge, huge fan of Zero, the accounting software, which is not a big surprise to anybody that's probably ever seen anything that I've ever written or said. Um, <laughs> but, and the reason for me is that it changed my life as an accountant. So when it came out, I was so relieved because it was changing the way that we were doing business as accountants and that, you know, I wasn't doing the stuff that I hated doing. I was doing the interesting stuff. And I think it's the same for business owners in mm. that, you know, you're not using clunky software. It's intuitive. It does the work for you as long as you've got it set up properly, of course, and you're trained properly. Um, it's user-friendly, like it's created for people who aren't accountants to be able to use it and easily. It's created so that you have the information that you need to run a really successful business. Mm. Um, and it's also really well aligned with my values as a business as well. You know, they care about their people. They care about the planet. They care about, you know, their accounting partners um, and the businesses that are using their software. They're, and that kind of a thing is super important to me. Like I really do my very best to only align with businesses that, um, you know, align with my values and that's around people, planet, resources. Yeah. Um, and so that's my biggest one. It's, you know, it's changing everybody's life. I have never had one client who has come back to me after changing to zero and gone, oh, gee, I wish I was still on my arb or using Excel spreadsheets. It's yeah, I was just about to say, like, give me my, oh my Excel God. spreadsheets back. <laughs> exactly. Please give me that box of that shoebox of receipts. Um, it's just not that way at all. And, you know, every client, I had one yesterday that we'd just done a zero conversion for and she had to go into my arb for something and she was like, oh, it's just awful. It's just so awful. And we sat there for 10 minutes whilst she got to the point where she could do the thing that she needed to do. And yeah, it was just a nice, it was like a little testimonial in itself of being like, yeah, it's, it is way better. So. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that allows you to run your business better and allows you to better serve your clients, your customers, which is, which exactly. is what, what it's all about, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Definitely. Leave us with a life hack. I mean, I guess I'm reiterating what I said earlier, but just creating that space for yourself. Mm. So creating space for creativity, creating space for just letting the dust settle and whatever that space might be. For me, that's, you know, a yoga practice a lot of the time um, and sometimes, you know, getting out a paintbrush, but it's that space of not worrying about what's happening next. You've got X amount of time. And you're going to do as much of it as you want to. And it might be reading a book. It might be, I don't encourage watching TV because I don't think that that um, puts your brain into the right kind of restful rejuvenation kind of phase. Yeah. But I think that just allowing creativity and allowing space for creativity is going to make a huge difference to your life. And there are lots of creatives out there as well who think, yeah, but I do lots of creative stuff in my business every day. It's not the same thing. It's no. that no end goal, creativity, relaxation, you know, resetting really. And yeah. I think it's imperative for everybody to have a good chunk of that in your week every single week because it, you're going to be more productive. You're going to have better ideas. You're going to be kinder. You're going to be more compassionate. Yeah. Uh, you're going to enjoy other people's company more. All of these things that, you know, make you and your business better simply by creating this space for you to enjoy yourself. 
That is so, so important and something I personally resonate with 100%. I start each day with either yoga or um, like a light workout. And I have to say like the ideas and the things that pop in my mind or the clarity that comes to me in that 20 minutes, half an hour, or I'll go and walk the dog up through the um, up through the paddocks and, and it's like, oh, bing, that thing that I've mm-hmm. been agonizing over for ages you just go out and you breathe fresh air especially first thing in the morning when it's really crisp and cool at the moment and it's like wow okay yeah that's that's it that's the answer mm. that's awesome exactly <laughs> like and sometimes permission to do that absolutely and sometimes it's not the answer that you get but just that sense of possibility yes um sometimes that's one of my favorite things about a walk in the morning is i just have this overwhelming sense of possibility Yes. Um, and it's a really beautiful feeling, but you don't get that when you get out, roll out of bed and get straight to your computer and, you know, get straight into work and not allow yourself any space for it. I love it. I love it. What a nice, calming, tranquil, uplifting place to leave it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really, really, um, really, really appreciate your time. And I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I trust everybody listening will have got some great um, value out of it. So thank you so much. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Claire. And that's a wrap for episode number 17. What did you take away from that conversation? Without a doubt, the number one standout for me was about creating the space to let things come to us. Busy is seen so often as a badge of honor and whilst creating space doesn't have to mean slowing down and doing less all the time because let's face it, some of us do thrive on being, you know, doing a lot and getting things done. It's still important to have some time and space to simply be. So whether that's like a morning cuppa, a walk, yoga, journaling, meditation, whatever that is, just something that allows us to have a quiet mind for a moment to reflect and recharge. It's so important. I also love the conversation around pivoting and evolving our business. Having a business plan or goals might be seen by some as being restrictive to the point where we might then decide to rebel against it and push against it and wing it instead. The trouble with winging it is that we can find ourselves busily getting nowhere and trust me, that sucks. It's the surefire way to feel frustrated and get over it really quickly. So having a goal doesn't need to be rigid. Like we can be flexible in how we get there, but we need to know where we're going. And I love the analogy that Stephanie used in this conversation about walking different paths. So if you're feeling all over the place in the actions that you're doing in your business right now and you want a bit of help to clarify which path you're walking on right now, then feel free to um, jump on and book in for one of my free 30-minute business bouncing sessions. All the details are in the show notes to this episode and there's also a booking link on my website, reignitepc.com.au if you click on the book chat button there. 
As usual, I would love to hear what your takeaways are from this conversation with Stephanie. And you can share your learnings or follow along with the journey between episodes at the Real Life Business Socials. So I'm active on Facebook, but particularly Instagram. So jump on there and follow us there if you haven't already. And remember, all of Stephanie's contact details will be in the show notes to this episode. So if you're curious to connect with her or find out more about Penny School and the services that she offers, then you'll be able to do that by clicking through to the show notes section of this podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe on your podcast app of choice and share this episode with someone in your network who you think would benefit from hearing it. Alrighty, that is all from me for this week. I will be back in your ears very soon and until next time, bye-bye.